I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You know, I like this format better. I think it's better because uh, uh, it's um, we have we have all the major players here. We got we got Cammy. We got Kaylee behind the scenes. We got uh, we have new and improved uh, Rocky Horror Picture Kyle, and uh, (laughs) everything has been better ever since this arrangement has come into our lives. Wow, and it's only been five minutes. I love it. I feel happier. Uh, That's great. I'm glad you love it. I feel happier. Do you? (laughs) You're just going to insult everyone on our podcast. Just kick Kyle. Just Kyle, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm going to be real. I'm I'm, firing Kyle. I'm not going to lie. He's (laughs) been been really pissing me off lately. (laughs) Oh, why? Oh, I'm just joking. Well, you know, the other day he called me and he asked me if he could borrow some money. And I said, Kyle. What do I look like? I'm made of money. And he said, yes, I've seen your bank statements. <laughs> and then I said, those what? aren't mine. But <laughs> uh, whose bank statements was he looking at? You know, I couldn't tell you. But uh, the next thing you know, it's just like he's talking to me about uh, his uh, his mom and dad want to have another kid. And uh, yeah, he's telling me this story. He's like, you know, my mom and my dad want to have another kid. And I'm just like, mom, dad, you know, if you want to spoil somebody, spoil me. And they're like, spoiled. You know, all kids smell like that, Kyle. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I was wondering where that was going. I'm just going to jump out a window and and end it all now. Oh, (laughs) no. uh, Wait till we finish the podcast. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, that's a new voice. Who's 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 a new uh, voice? A new voice. Who's joining us today in the uh, in the remote studio in the lime green studio from hell over by Cammy? There, it's gray. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. You might know me from well, nothing <laughs> from other podcasts such as the short-lived two episode Twilight Zone podcast. Back that in was one episode, I think. Yes. Was it two episodes? I can't remember. I think we might have recorded two episodes. Who knows? It's on SoundCloud probably still somewhere. Some say it's still oh. on SoundCloud. Along with all those rappers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the rappers and our two episodes. Two, two episode Twilight Zone podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. R.I.P. My Uncle's short-lived podcast is also on SoundCloud somewhere. Is it? Legend has it, he's still talking about his amazing friends. Well, goodbye. Oh, that's wholesome. <laughs> that's, that's really I, wholesome. I, I, I thought just that thought, was going I, somewhere. Yeah, I thought there was a punchline. No, it's, it's, a, it's very wholesome. He had a very Chronicles wholesome podcast. Sneaking into Jarrett's room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
You're not allowed to do that on this podcast. There's only room for one person to make pedophile jokes on this podcast. You're going to get fired well, real wait quick. wait until we get towards the end of this book. Oh, no. <laughs> Insert boyoing here. Me? Yeah. You didn't introduce yourself. My name is the Dance of Chud, or the Ritual of Chud, and uh, I will uh, bite your tongue until you're uh, erect with pleasure. Even me? Especially me. Ah! Just kidding. I'm your, uh-huh. I'm one of your hosts, J Dog, the 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 dirty D Hog. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I I just oh god. I just want to end that it is all guys. Full morning zoo. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard that from you. Oh god, just 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 end me. You've been cooped I'm, up too long. I'm so done. I just want to jump out the window. <laughs> Who's joining me today? After the podcast. Um, yes, hi, well, I'm Cammy Trashmouth Castelny. <laughs> um, nice to meet you. Filthy. And today, we're, we're, we're doing something a little bit different today, aren't we? A little bit. A little bit. Jarrett? What? <laughs> Where are you? I thought you jumped out the window. <laughs> oh, no. Jumped. You'll hear it. No, you guys, yeah, we're, we, are, we are doing something a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, risque, uh, uh, mm. qu- quaint, um, a little, um, we're showing a little ankle, so to speak. Mm. Yes. Yeah. My wrists are well, how- here for you. Yes. Ooh. Well, we have a, res- our resident Stephen King, comma, Stephen King, uh, literature expert, on deck, who we invited on the show, uh, doctor of literature and all-around good time person Taylor Nowak, who is going to—he's not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do in your spare time. I don't know. <laughs> I saw him with a stethoscope Hollywood upstairs once. medical college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Taylor has read it how many times? Four times. Oh, we're talking about it today. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> if that wasn't implied already, um, we're talking about it. Taylor has read the book four times. How many Stephen King books have you read, Taylor? I've read 53 books. 53, well, 53 Stephen King, King novels. Books. Whoa! Novels? And well, short stories. Novellas and short stories. Short, short story collections. Lingual cubes. That's insane. Nanners. Out of how many? I think they're 76 right now. It writes like three a year, so. Guess how oh. many Stephen King novels I've read? One. Two, actually. <laughs> What's the second one? I've read different seasons. All of it? Yes. Oh. And Pet Cemetery. And that's it. The <laughs> best part is the good ones. The best part about different seasons is the very end when the guy is just sitting on his porch with his dog and he's just like, man. I really enjoyed all those different seasons. And then he just dies <laughs> in his rocking chair. That was my favorite part, too. Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> my or favorite like part when... was the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor! <laughs> that book has Nazis in it. That was a very different season. <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> oh, Ooh. no. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so what are we doing? Um, today we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do things 
just just a little bit differently here. Um, we are going to uh, talk about it in all of its forms. So we're going to talk about the book, which is Ooh. why we have Taylor here in the first place, because none of us are as familiar with the book as, as he is. Um, we're going to talk about the 1990 uh, TV miniseries, Tonight Special Event. On ABC. Ooh, ABC. Um, <laughs> and then we're we're also going to be talking about the two most recent ones that came out, uh, 2017 and uh, 2019 Andy Muschietti masterpieces. Mamma mia! In my humble opinion, I really I really like the new It um, movies. Um, so yeah. Um, so what we're gonna do, we're gonna take it this in in two chunks. First, we're gonna talk about um, the aspect of the films and book where they are children and then in the second half of this episode we are going to talk about the um everything that happens while they are the return adults. to dairy the return to dairy if you will. oh my yes. thank you taylor um right in the middle here we're gonna um we're gonna take a little break we're gonna cool it down with kaylee's corner kaylee's just gonna talk about um her adventures in bangor maine um last year so the very town that it is based off of, or Derry was based yes. off of. Exactly. Oh so, my god! Um, Shows you what Stephen King's opinion of Bangor is. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I was drunk! Pure evil. <laughs> he hates it. Um, but still lives there. Uh, so, I will be here, as I always am, with some like fun little factoids about the, um, the movies. Uh, but Taylor Taylor does have a lot of information on what makes the books different from the movies and his opinions on what they could have done differently. So uh, why don't we just start out at the very beginning? I was a baby and I said, Mama, where's the milk? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, oh my bad. Why well, I, I have one before we get... Before we get started here, I have a question. I keep seeing a meme on the Instagram where it's like it's like uh, a skull, and then the skull seems to get progressively like uh, more and more excited when it's like that feel when Stephen King puts out a new book, and then it's like that feel when Stephen King puts out a new book of short stories from that were never released <laughs> from the eighties. And he doesn't remember putting it out because he was so coked out of his gourd. Is that real? <laughs> that he put out a book or that he's coked out of his gourd? Well, I knew that he was coked out of his gourd but I, or, and, like, drunk as a skunk all the time. But did he really put out a new thing of short stories recently? Or is that all just fibs on my... Is that all just, like... <gasps> oh, interesting. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna... his his newest his newest short story collection. They can't hear uh, you. Uh, real. Kaylee it came out pretty recently. I haven't real. I haven't read it yet, but it's called "If It Bleeds." It's cool. Got a cat on the cover. Ooh. Me. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So so yes, confirmed. Some Coked lemonade and short stories. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna question Please. his is not remembering even writing stories because it's kind of interesting. He does not remember writing Cujo <gasps> at all. That's I fucked. To the point where when he saw it on the shelf, he's like, "Wait a second, I didn't write that. Why has it got my name on it?" Oh my god. <laughs> 
Who wrote this crap? <laughs> what if he actually didn't? Like he claimed <laughs> it, but some rando wrote it. Can't we just sent me actually exists? Can't we just sent me the cover? It's a very it's a very fun looking kitten with a uh, with that uh, what was that what was that book where the mice were Nazis? It's got that font. Uh, like mouse. Nazis. Uh, oh yeah, mouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Mouse. Tiny. Screen. Oh, jeez. That's problematic. Um, oh, all right. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Come to Hitler's house. What? We're I'm keeping done. track. I'm... That's two Nazi references so far, and we haven't started the synopsis yet. All righty. I, for one, am happy with that. Same. <laughs> we'll just we'll just have to keep count now. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep a tally. Um, so let's get started. Taylor, I want you to t- kind of take this away. Tell us yeah. where the novel starts. Well, while they are children, the Ooh. novel starts just like both adaptations with. Georgie asking yeah. Bill to make him the boat and uh-huh. going out and meeting Pennywise in the sewers and getting his arm ripped off. I gotta go! Go! Without this. My boat! Exactly! Go on, kiddo. Take it. Oh. You want it, don't you, Georgie? Oh, of course you do. And there's cotton candy and rides and all sorts of surprises down here. And balloons, too. All colors. Do they float? Oh, yes. They float, Georgie. They float. And when you're down here with me, you float, too! And where the book and the 1990 series kind of follow the same thing is in, in the book, the entire structure is that it, it kind of, you get introduced to the fifties story and then it goes right to, it's at the time, the present, the eighties and you have Mike calling everybody and telling them they need to come back because it's back. Uh-huh. And you ha- the whole, the entire novel is just switching back and forth because as adults, they've lost their memory of what happened when they yeah. were children. Mm-hmm. And they need to, they're slowly remembering in flashbacks that are kind of happening concurrently with their adult version of going back to Derry. Yeah. Bill, is that you? Sorry, fella, do I know you? This is Mike Hanlon, Bill, from Derry. Swear to me. Swear to me that if it isn't dead, you'll all come back. Sorry, Mike, for a minute there. You didn't know who I was. For a minute there, I didn't. Bill, it's back. 
And that's how they do it in the nineteen. Yeah, the 1990 version is, yeah. is all back and forth constantly. It, it, it goes straight right. from Georgie getting his arm ripped off to the dairy canal days fair with uh-huh. the local townies throwing Adrian Mellon into the into the canal because he's gay. Yeah, which doesn't happen in the 1991, but does no, happen um, in the one in, in, in 2019. No, yeah, totally. Um, that, that scene was very... Uh, that was something I did not expect. Like, I, I think, like, in the back... It was back hard of, to watch. Oh, totally. Totally. Like, in the back of my head, I, knew, I like, kind of as it started happening, I was like, why is this super familiar? And I'm just like, oh, this is, like, in the... This is how this is a better adaptation than the 90s version or the whatever. Was it night? It was 91 or 89? Nin- 90. 90. 90. Oh, right in the middle. Never right a bride. Difference right there. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Oh, my gosh. Or something like that. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, crazy shit. Okay. So um, then whenever they're kids, it just it doesn't it pick. It picks up after Georgie dies. We've got the funeral. Um, well, that's not really. They don't really show a funeral. In the in the 1990 version, they do, don't they? Stephen King's the pastor at the funeral. A year. No, he's not. That's that's, that's cemetery. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> there's, a, there's a funeral in in one of them, and I um. Stephen I, King, dead children. I get confused sometimes. Yeah, I think it's it's the 1991, and that and then. <clears throat> They get back to uh, the house, and then Bill starts um, in the in the 1990 version. He's looking through the like the, fo- the, the photo f- album that photo album. bleeds. Yeah. Yes. Billy, Billy, you all right? What's wrong, son? What is it? The, the picture, the, Georgie's picture. Mom, don't you see? Mom, you what were you doing in Georgie's room? Nothing. Dad, listen! I don't want you ever coming in here again, son. Do you understand? So it starts right away with Pennywise, or it, starting to appear in different forms to scare our main seven characters. Yeah. Um, I guess that specific scene of, like, the blood gushing from the photo album was, I guess, apparently just extremely gory. Terrifying. The very early nineties, mm-hmm. and this especially for network TV. Yeah, the the this miniseries specifically um, sort of paved the way for the more gritty R like R rated miniseries that we get now. <clears throat> HBO, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You've got to think too that this is probably on honestly like if if not the most, it's got to be up there with the most like rewatched or uh the most um like definitely the top five rewatched or or straight to home video television movie absolutely like they're oh oh, yeah it's like other i mean like maybe like disney channel original movies or something might have a little bit of uh like i'm sure the luck of the irish has got has got has got a little (laughs) bit it's a it's a close six Saint Persarvus. Uh-huh. But I'm just uh yeah, I don't know. I think this is this has to be up there for like the most rewatched like television mini series slash film of all time. 
And I mean, like, this is it's like a classic. They never do this shit anymore where it's like it, it, it instead of it being like a two night <laughs> event, it's a uh, it's like uh-huh. it's spanned over like three weeks or something like could you imagine uh-huh. if, yeah. if they did that shit now? Like people would be like, I personally would love it because I, you know, I'm surprised that they don't do more stuff like that now because of the uh, uh-huh. what's the word I'm looking for? How nobody has any tolerance for waiting. And everyone is in, yeah. it's like an instant yeah. gratification, like world we live in. And I'm surprised, like, I mean, like uh, Netflix, binge the episodes yeah. and shit like that. I'm kind of surprised that uh-huh. uh, cable hasn't done that more often. But I mean, where's the money? But this, uh, the the miniseries itself, um, for the first, the first night it was out, 17 and a half million households were watching it. <laughs> and then it, it bumped up to 20.6 mil for uh, the second half. Holy crap. So super crazy. So many people watched this whenever it came out. It was huge. Which I saw for comparison, the highest ratings X-Files ever got, which is kind of similar comparison in being kind of a horror show. Yeah. Is right under 30 million viewers. And what episode is that? Probably home. Home's <laughs> oh my god! Favorite. Oh god! <laughs> they showed that on TV once, and then an executive was fired. <laughs> it's like adult version of Crybaby Lane. Like, does oh it exist? Oh my god! You know, that guy went to go work at Pornhub, and now he's making a killing on the on the Fosest. <laughs> wow! Yeah, good for him. Now, I have a question for Taylor before he uh, before he continues his. Uh, his uh, his tellings here. Um, a lot of people will say that when you look back at this uh, 1990 version two night uh, television event of it, the first part is a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more grat- it, the It's more interesting. It's a lot truer to the book. Some people I've heard of have said, and um, for me personally, I prefer. The first part of the of the miniseries to the to the latter the second half of it, and uh, I thought that that might have just been a miniseries thing. But it, um, when the films came out, I don't know if it was just because of it was the gap in between, or like if I was just kind of a little Stephen Kinged out by the time the second it uh, hit mm-hmm. theaters. But I also found myself really responding to the first film. Instead of the second film. Now, do you ever do you did that? Did you have anything like that with the book or does do you not even see it like that? Do you just see it as like one complete story or or is like adulthood one thing and 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 children years? Is that another for you? I definitely think that the child's part of the story is stronger than the adult portion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why. Stephen King interwoven them in the whole book. Like it just, it, it toward even towards the end, like page by page, it's switching between 1957 and 1984. Right. For the whole thing. So it, I, I just think that's kind of the nature of, especially for the, the 2017 and 2019 movies that it's just the, the as adults, it's not as interesting mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of a retread retread of the original story, 
just happening over again. Right, right. And I think people can connect with the kids a lot more. It's mm-hmm. especially definitely with the 80s setting, doing how popular Stranger Things and things like that are right now. Excellent! Yeah, oh yeah. That it's just... It's just more interesting when they're little kids, and the the scares are a little bit better when they're kids because kids have more tangible, in-your-face fears than adults do. What is up, Spooky Time Faithful? This is one of your hosts, J-Dog, J-Dizzle in the Hizzle. I'm here to tell you about a new little show we've got on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spookytimepodcast. That little show is called Jazz and Jay fucking cursed here's a little taste of what you've been missing i think we need to drink more for it to resonate ding, ding. <laughs> well we clinked our glasses and uh clink clinker and the stinker the ceremonial lighting of the torch lighting of the torch <laughs> all right spooks on bitches all right so let's dig in <laughs> That we don't have bongs in this. I know this that was memorial, my drink. That was my memorial drink. room. I, I tricked you all. Jazz and Jay are fucking cursed. Our limited series taking a deep dive into the cursed films show on Shutter. Currently streaming all five parts available now. patreoncom slash podcast. Give it a listen. Give it a like. Tell us what you think. Do you like these limited series? Do you like want more limited series? I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, more things coming. Possibly an Adam Sandler miniseries coming up. <laughs> Shut up! Who knows? Hopefully, it's happening. Don't worry. It'll be great. Okay. I love you. Goodbye. Back to Spooky Time Presents. Mwah. And so I says to Mabel, I says... um. Uh, your pubes are like winter fire. January embers. <laughs> January embers. <laughs> My heart burns there too. My urine burns there as well. Burn. Ew. Oh. Go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice little note that uh, the significant other wrote me once, and I said I can't be mad because you're uh, you're a poet, and I didn't even know it. Anywho, should we talk about the uh, a little? Uh, uh, the shit with the stuff about the uh, yeah. the stuff, the movie, the thing. Oh my god, I think I'm having a stroke. You know, the Fucking things. a the it. Um. So yeah, all of this being said, apologies if the second half of this episode sucks more than the first <laughs> half. I mean, I, that's kind of what I was thinking the whole time when we were like, uh, if we were planning this, I'm like, man, part part one's gonna fucking be bitching. Part two, uh, skip it. <laughs> It's going to suck. Oh, it's fine. <sighs> well, okay. So let's get into okay. a little bit of a plot synop here for a, uh, I'm not going to do it the Kyle way because Kyle, you know what? That's why Kyle is not here and he got fired because he can't do his job well. <laughs> so I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it wow. better, faster and stronger and more, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, porous than he can. Robust. Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. That too. Okay. So basically the beginning of the of the 1990 miniseries starts out with uh, it seems that um, our main our main fellow who stuck around in uh, Derry, uh, Mike, Mike is sticking around uh-huh. and, you know, he's like he's uh, 
He's uh, he's sticking his nose where it shouldn't belong, you know. He's uh, he's getting involved with the police, and uh, you know he's trying to be a private eye. And they're like, "Go home, Mikey. Leave it for the leave the job for the big boys." And he's like, "Chief, this guy, he's taking kids. This is the sixth one in like eighteen minutes." And they're like, "Oh shit! I <laughs> <laughs> think you know who you think you know better than us, the cops. Like, you know, we're all leaving town. <laughs> like, and we're." I'm going to the policeman ball in uh, Castle Rock. Fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. So basically, Castle Mike is Rock. trying to bring it to the attention of the police that uh, there's a pattern here and that is something that has happened before. And that's yeah. really what sparks him to uh, to make the to make the call to to Bill Denborough. And mm-hmm. uh, am I saying that right? Is it Denborough yeah, or Denborough? Denborough. Denborough. Chief's gonna have a cow when he sees your nose around, Mike. I won't tell him if you don't. What you got, Sam? There's not much left, just like the last time. Anybody see anything? Uh, the mother said she saw it. I told you to stay out of this, Hamlet. I'm just a concerned citizen, Chief. And I call six kids missing or dead a major cause for alarm here. Maybe just a rash of runaways. Kids get itchy feet. Right. A five-year-old in a toy car gets itchy feet. What, a seven-year-old trots down to Acapulco for a wild weekend? The boy's father took him. The other one? Chief. There's something terribly wrong here in Derry, and you know it. Hey, I'm the cop. You're the librarian. Okay. Damn. My, Mike, adult Dan Mike Burrow. in the 1991 is played by the dad from Sister Sister. I love him. T- Tim Tim Reed. Never knew how much I miss yeah, her. He's great. Love him to death. He's... Um. Mm-hmm. So so this uh, the 1991 is just we've established this already more uh, similar to the book in that it, it constantly goes back and forth between them being children and them being adults. Yeah. The first half of the 1990 version is just essentially Mike getting a hold of everyone, right? Yeah. Not them necessarily them. traveling to Derry quite yet or, um, right. Because the first one ends with Stanley offing himself. Um, Wait, he did what? Um, Stan, the character, yeah. um, he yeah. commits suicide at the very end of the 1991 a- as an adult. My mom said he fell asleep in the tub. <laughs> oh, no. Spoiler alert. My mom said he went to a farm upstate. <laughs> ah, my, my childhood. Yikes. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Nearest resident, Stan speaking. This better be good. Hello, Stan. It's Mike Hanlon. Who did you say? Mike Hanlon. Mike Hanlon? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Stan, it's come back. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You understand? I am sure. No, I understand. Look, I, I hope you know how hard it is to call Can you get the picture? Can you make it, Stan, please? No, I can't absolutely promise that. Don't you remember, Stan? But I'll, I'll certainly consider it. Don't you remember your promise? What? Yes, Mike. You promised. Yes, I remember. I hope you come. Goodbye. Bye, Stan. Can't even ski in my own living room. This isn't going to work. Was it, honey? Stan? The truth? No one. The truth? Said anything about the truth? No one, really. I think I'll take a bath. Now? 
but it, so in in the 2017 one, we only see them as children. So uh, Taylor, I'm assuming that you prefer the way it goes back and forth. Unless yeah, you don't. I, I prefer it that. I mean, if I, I understand why they did it. Uh huh. That they separated it that way because there's no natural like middle point where you uh-huh. can just put the story on hold for two years until the next movie comes out. Yeah. It, 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 it just wouldn't fit a three-act structure that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it is, I, I do like the way that it, it switches back and forth in the book just because you kind of get, you get introduced to these characters as adults and then it flashes back to when they're kids. Mm-hmm. Are they a little better fleshed out in, in the book? initially before we meet them as children yeah you you get a full introduction to each character what what their lives are like as adults before uh-huh. their children okay and it's kind of interesting that in mm-hmm. the book you, that you said that at the end the end of the first part of the miniseries is stan killing himself mm-hmm. in the book that happens almost right away you don't even get a stan flashback oh and okay. oh, wow i think he's i think stan is actually the first one that mike calls uh-huh and he just you he, you can tell he's afraid. He goes upstairs, kills himself, and writes it in his blood yeah. on the wall. And that's exactly what and, happens in the 1990 version. Yeah, and, and re- um, but but it happens right away. And reading the book, you're like, holy crap! Yeah, whatever. You don't even know what it is uh-huh. at all. So, yeah. right off the bat, you're thinking, oh my god! If if just the sure thought of the, going the back to this town is enough to make him kill himself. It uh-huh. must be really, really bad. Yeah. Now, now, did his wife still bring him a beer in the book? Yeah. He enjoys a beer in the tub. Cool. So do I. We have that in common. <laughs> I've never done that. I'm I like, know you don't. <laughs> I'm afraid to do that because I might kill myself then. Why? Oh, just, it's, just maybe, the natural order of things. <laughs> I mean, maybe, like, it's so bad, like, drinking alcohol in the behalf, and it's just like, what's the point? Oh, no. Ooh, wah. Ooh, wah, um, wah, anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's, that was, like, it, it, it's very television-y. Like, you, uh, it, like, I think when I was, like, a little boy and I saw this whole thing for the first time, I didn't realize it was a two-night television event. But uh-huh. definitely, like, you know, when Stan, like, looking back at it now and just, like, consuming all the media that we do as people just in general every fucking day, uh-huh. uh, the when you look back and you have uh, the scene where uh, Mike is calling Stan and he's calling Bill and Bill is just kind of like he flips out for a second and just like it goes to, it, it shows like a five minute flashback and then uh-huh. it's just like. You still there? You still there? He's just like, oh, I titty didn't realize that you were still on the phone. Like, oh god, like that. That's it. I mean, that's that's just a good way. That it that feels closer, in my opinion, to the source material, like as a book, not just because of what Taylor said, but like when it's it's as these adults, like we don't even realize. All like even thinking back now, like try to remember shit when you were like in sixth grade or like in fifth grade. It yeah. like it's almost you you have like little bits and pieces and little little fragments here and there, but you really can't put a a cohesive day to day together for the most part. It's a little it's it's more difficult to do that. And then just to have this this random 
it's like a smell or something that you haven't smelled or heard or or seen in like years and then uh-huh. all of a sudden it's just like it's like lightning strikes like in your brain and you're like oh my 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 my, my pup, 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 ponytail Oh, <laughs> like, like, yeah. that ponytail. Yeah. They don't show it. They don't hair. show it to you right away. At first, you're like, okay, this guy seems kind of cool. And then he turns Damn, his head. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> then he turns his head. <laughs> it's on the back of your head. It, it just looks. What kind of choice was that? I, A I, very 1990 choice. I guess. Why couldn't they have just, like, given him baggy pants or something? I don't know. I remember watching he seemed the like... miniseries as a kid, and that made it hard for me to like to like uh, Bill, because I was just like, oh, his hair, he looks terrible. Yeah. One I thing think that I, I do want to say is how much better they did casting the older versions of the kids in the newer version than they did in the 1990 version. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy was not a sexy Jonathan Landis as a boy. I could tell you that much. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, and what's who who was the act? I mean, John. Ritt, I mean, OK, Seth Green is I, I don't understand how like you take a machine and you put Seth Green in and then you shake it up a little bit. And then you put a little sugar spice and everything nice. And then fucking Harry Harry Anderson from Night Court comes out. <laughs> like, like, like he doesn't even have red hair. Like I'm gonna <laughs> Night Court <sighs> Yeah, that doesn't make sense uh, to me much. Um, I think that the casting of uh, Bill Hader as adult Richie Tozier in um, the new ones was genius. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. People were saying Bill Hader before the first one even came out. Uh-huh. They were like, oh, Bill really? Hader needs to play oh, Adult Richie. And he was so good oh, yeah. in that movie, too. He really, I oh, mean, yeah. even Bill though Hader he's act. with James McAvoy, I still think he definitely stole the show on that. And Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, I think he was, like, the fan favorite out of everybody. That was... The- that was the one I definitely thought of at first because I knew that uh, what's it, Anthony Muschietti he made that uh, he made that Mama film. Yes, uh, he did. I never saw it, mm-hmm. but I know that he did. Uh, but Jessica Chastain was like the main lady in it, and just like the uh, the the actress who plays young Bev in the 2017 2019 ones are just like yes, Sophia it Lillis. is scary how much that girl looks like Jessica Chastain it's yeah. creepy her and Amy Adams like she looks like both of them yes oh that's good yes so yeah um we've got in in the 2017 one it flashes forward um 8 months we meet Mike, mm-hmm. um, played by Chosen Jacobs, who's like actually a really nice guy. Kaylee and I met him. <laughs> <laughs> we met him at Days of the Dead Aww. in November. He was, he was really cute, um, and he didn't know what Lou Malnati's was. It was funny. Um, Aww. So, yeah. So we meet Mike way earlier in the 2017 version than we do in the 1990 version because in the one in the 90s, um, yeah, we don't meet him right away. But it's like almost halfway through. We meet adult Mike, but we don't really meet kid Mike until until no. later on. No, and that's that's kind of how it is in the in the book too. Okay. Is Mike as a Mike in, as an adult is almost more of a main character than Bill is. Uh huh. But as a kid, mm-hmm. he really doesn't show up 
to meet any of the other kids until the rock fight. Yeah. When he bursts through the weeds and they're all there playing in the barrens and Henry Bowers and his gang are right on their right on his tail. Mm-hmm. And that's Henry close Bowers. to like the middle of the whole kid's story. You losers are trying too hard. She'll do you. You just gotta ask nicely. Like I did. Taylor, to explain to us the difference right now um, between the bullies in the movies and the bullies in the book. Because I know that there's some pretty crazy differences that you wanted to touch on um, because of how horrifying these boys are. <laughs> well, oh yeah, there's some crazy shit with those kids. I, I feel like they, I feel like both the 90s and the 2017 one do Henry Bowers very well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very close to the book. He's Especially, I really love the casting of 2017 Henry Bowers. He just looks like that kid you know who's, like, kind of white trashy, but, like, just, just, especially with that mullet. (laughs) He just looks scary. The kid that will freak out and hurt you if you say anything wrong around him. But... I, I in the in the book definitely his his whole gang gets fleshed out more where I feel like they barely ever touch on them mm-hmm. in either adaptation because you have you have his two closest friends Belch Huggins and Victor Chris mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you have his occasional hangout Patrick Hoxtetter which is in the in the 27 he's not really even in the t- 1991 yeah not but really in the 2017 one he's the one who looks like a mini adam driver uh-huh um but he's like the most fucked up one isn't he he's like oh, the craziest one out of all of them definitely by far in the in the book he is a full sociopath he oh my god he believes that he's the only real person in the entire world and that he can just do whatever he wants to other people and doesn't feel anything about it. He just he just knows that there's there can be consequences if he gets caught, but as long as he's not caught, he can do whatever he wants. Thanks. So he has a he has like a fridge in the dump that he just leaves small animals in and let and just lets them waste away. That's so scary. Jesus. And you kinda you kind of do get a little bit of that feeling in the 2017 one when Henry Bowers is carving his name into Ben's stomach. Is the other two bullies are almost like like looking over their shoulders, like what what are you doing? You're going too far. But Patrick Hoxtetter, he's he's got his face right in there with a big smile, looking at the blood coming out of Ben's stomach. Yeah, he does not care. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us a little more about Patrick Hoxtetter. Well, it's getting a little yeah. further into the story, but the one thing I didn't, I was looking forward to from the book, because I, right away when I was watching the 2017 one, I noticed how much more they were putting an emphasis on that character, and I was hoping that we'd get something similar to his death in the book, because mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the 2017 one, he goes into the, into the sewers, and he kind of, he's got that, like, hairspray flamethrower, and... He kind of gets a little bit lost in the sewers and gets cut off by 
all the dead kids that come for him, and then it just kind of like cuts away uh-huh. before he dies. But one of my favorite, and it's pretty gruesome, but just because of how gruesome it is, one of my favorite parts of the book is the, the most of it's told from the perspective of Beverly Marsh, who's in the weeds watching this, hoping that they don't, the other bullies don't see her because she knows that something bad will really happen if they do. But she watches Patrick Hockstetter go to his kill fridge and open it up to check on a bird he put in there last week. And as soon as he opens it, he notices that there's these like flesh-colored tennis ball-sized lumps lining the entire inside of the fridge. And before he can even react, one of them flies towards him and attaches to his skin and just starts filling up with blood. They're Ugh. just these gigantic leeches. Flesh-colored penises, you say? Yes. They're, uh, no, they're circular. But Flesh so penises. flies immediately and attaches to his arm and starts just filling uh, up with blood. Blood balls. And he freaks out and he <laughs> grabs it and tries to rip it off and he sees that the part that's attached to his arm has this straw-sized proboscis just sticking into his skin. And as he's Ooh. pulling that one off, they all start flying towards him. They're attaching all over his body. Uh, Blood too. When they get, he's trying to rip them off, but they, they, they keep getting on him faster than he can do that. When they get too big, they just burst and blood just pops everywhere. Ew. And he, oh he my. there's a pretty Like the balloons in the library scene when Richie first gets yeah. to uh, uh, a, Derry in the second one. There's a pretty oh, horrifying gosh. description of how he just has, it's, it's not even very painful, it's just this draining feeling and he's like getting slow and weak and he can't think very well anymore. And one of them <laughs> attaches to his eye and his eye just collapses in its Ew! socket. <laughs> Gross. And then it just switches Yuck. to Beverly's perspective of he's trying to crawl away from the fridge and Pennywise just comes out of the weeds and just starts, grabs his hands and starts pulling him into the sewers. <gasps> cool. So I just, I, and they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I, that, that, I was just really looking forward to the fridge leeches. And it, it just... <laughs> Damn. Didn't pan out. But I, I did like he that. He did come out of a fridge, though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's that. There is some fridge scenes. <laughs> fridge action. Um, oh, yeah. They call, that, they call that fridge play. The dead version of Patrick in It Chapter 2. Yeah. That's, like, under the bed. Yeah. Was so fucking scary to me. That I think that was the scariest <laughs> part. Of that yeah, movie it was really good me. looking. It was that I think that was practical effects. So that looked. I don't. I, maybe it was a half a and mix, half. But it looks. I think it was. I think there was makeup involved in that scene. And yeah, it looked pretty good. It did. It that was spooky. That was spooky as fuck. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just sort of meeting all the kids in the book. Is it sort of the same? Because we've got Ben. Is, so Ben is the new kid in the new ones. Yeah. He's also he's kind not, of a new kid in the 1990 version as he's well. He's the new right? kid on the block. Yeah. But he, in the book, he's not quite the new kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He's lived in Derry he, for a little, a little used bit. up. I don't think he was born there. Uh-huh. But he is like nobody really knows Ben. Yeah. He's a very lonely child. Uh-huh. Um anybody it, in the book it describes that he doesn't even if somebody asked him if he was lonely, he'd be like, "No, of course not. What do you mean?" Uh-huh. He just doesn't he doesn't even he's never had friends. So he doesn't even know what it's like to have friends. So he doesn't feel that loss of loneliness. He's mm-hmm. just, he's just, he is who he is. He yeah. loves going to the library. He loves reading books. He just. The best part about the, uh, the best part about the nineties version is, is how much he liked to beat up his cousin. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Don't read my poetry. I'll fucking kill you. That kid deserved <laughs> it. I mean, he did. Yes. Mom says you're only staying with us because it's our Christian duty. (laughs) (laughs) Is Beverly across the board kind of the same in all three adaptations or all three works? Yeah, she's pretty similar in each one. I think she's definitely a little bit cooler in the new one, but Uh that's just, it's the 80s. Everybody was a little bit cooler. Yeah. Once 1990 hit, I guess she just wasn't as cool. (laughs) Now, Taylor, a question I have for you. As someone who's, who has very limited to no knowledge about the, the writings of this, uh, of this masterpiece of literature, um, I, was sent, I was sensing some uncomfortable sexual undertones between Beverly and her daddy um, in both, mostly in the new version. Now, is that something that uh is was she is she like a is she like an abuse victim other than like physical and emotional like is she like sexually abused by her dad in the book or is she just like i because that that's told i don't know if that's just something the movie it's heavily implied uh, in both versions of the, the, the film versions um we just don't really see it in the 2017 version they definitely really played up the sexual abuse he's creepy version and yeah they, he, like, they definitely like sprays her with the perfume and everything they definitely skis. made him much creepier yeah. in, in the skis. book it's her al marsh is definitely abusive uh-huh. but it's it's all physical abuse it's mm-hmm. beating her um he's never sexually abusive until towards the very end of the child version where he's coming, he's kind of coming under Pennywise's spell. Uh-huh. He's being influenced. Um, oh. Cause he, he, he keeps, he, he, he definitely thinks that Beverly is when, when he finds out that she's hanging around with boys, he thinks that she's basically explicitly says, are you being a slut? Mm-hmm. Um, and at, in, in really their her last interaction with her father that you get in the book, he spies on her playing with all the boys in the barrens and waits for her to get home. And she notices that her his feet are muddy. And that's her first clue that he saw. Uh-huh. And then he, he, he kind of starts to say he wants to check if they've been getting at you and tells her to start taking her clothes off uh-huh. and like the ticks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she even, she even says like, who told you I was down there? Was it a clown? She knows that she even knows that Pennywise is messing with her father. Okay. 
and there's there's def, there's right where I feel like he's just like a completely just horrible irredeemable character in the the film adaptations mm-hmm. there's a lot in the book about how he's definitely gotten worse and worse as time goes on that she has fond memories of him being a good father when she was little but as she's kind of started to go into puberty right he's just become a horrible abusive dickhead who's at the door baby what you got there nothing let me see that you've been doing something you shouldn't you've been fooling around with some boy poetry from some boy i worry about you a lot baby sometimes i worry a lot daddy please not even 12 and already running with some boy Don't make me go over there and collect you. You come to me. No. What did you say? I said no. You get right the hell back here, baby. Come on, God, I'll whip the skin off of you. Now, if I were Stephen King, the undertones. If I if I were Stephen King, I would yeah. I would have wrote that character with a uh, with a hook for a hand, so so we would have known from right <laughs> from off the bat he was a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So lay it on thick. Yes. <laughs> Everyone with a hook for a hand is bad. Old Hooky Marsh. <laughs> Except for in Happy Gilmore. Are you d- <laughs> Goddamn alligator bit my hand off. Oh my god! I love that movie. <laughs> I used to play down by the barrens until the clown sucked my hand off with his butthole. <laughs> sucked it off. Oh no. Oh, I have a question. Uh, let's get into Richie. What does beep beep Richie mean? Because we don't, they say it in both versions of the movies, but they don't really explain what that means. That that's just like their. It's it's not really explained in the book either. That's just like their way of telling Richie, "All right, you're going too far. The joke's over. Stop. You're oh. being annoying." Um, they say it over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And then. Pennywise picks it up, uh, but in the 2017 version, they never say that to him. So when he at that part where he pops out of the coffin and looks at him, and goes beep beep, Richie. That doesn't make sense. You're like, yeah, that, that's like almost only for people who were fans before the movie. I feel like if you're going to the movie uh-huh. blind, you're like, why did Pennywise say that? That didn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess like he's a clown. Whatever, beep beep, yeah. nose <laughs> horn. <laughs> You know, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. So can we do that uh, from now on with Jarrett whenever he starts making pedophile <laughs> jokes? I thought he was a robot. <laughs> oh no. Oh, is that, is that Kyle Tron? Kyle's not here to stop you. Do it. Kyle Tron got fired too. No. <laughs> I am here and I am clear and I am ready to podcast. Kyletron, what, what have Tron. you been doing with yourself? Where have you been? I have been getting down to quote unquote Tron with other Trons. And I've been having unprotected thought on thought 
sucks. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Kyle. Okay, well, thanks for stopping by, Kyle Tron. We'll catch you. We'll catch you. Don't Bye, let Kyle Tron. Yeah, don't let the door hit you where the where the uh, where the circuit board splits you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I fucking so hate that, that guy. One day be capable of love. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a banana hammock. Oh. Yes, it was very strange. For what? I, to, I what banana? He looked like he was very bronzed, and I don't know if that's because he's been in. He said he earlier he left. He I got a postcard from him from Calcutta about a few months back. So. Uh, wow. Yeah, you know it is what it is. If you want a Kyle Tron shirt, yeah. send us uh, send us an email to <laughs> spooky time with K and J at gmail.com saying, show me the Kyle Tron. Uh, I'll proceed. <laughs> Ow, my dick. Everything's OK. We're good. Kyle Tron fell over. I must reboot. He's... Oh, no. Oh, thank God. He's out. Reboot. Now, now I can throw him out of my house. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, the beep beep. I don't because I that was definitely something that got a lot more, uh, that got a lot more attention and a lot more, um, uh, it, it was a thing. Like it was totally a thing in the in the miniseries. It was a thing. But but totally <laughs> yeah. by the time you get to the, it's it's super jarring. Yeah, when like Richie, they're in that like that weird ass house, and then. He's in the room with all the the dolls, and then he jumps out, and he's just like beep beep, Richie, and it's like, are you gonna pinch my nipples or something? Like, get the fuck away from me! <laughs> like, ah. Can you imagine the, the way Bill Skarsgård plays it? I think he might have just like, gone and pinched his nipples. Yeah, totally. Honk honk. Richie is terrified of nipple play. <laughs> oh, he's not the only ten year old. <laughs> oh no! Oh boy. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I the I love the differences between Pennywise in these two movies. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how he's described in the book, but uh, what I hear, what I what I've heard, don't don't talk yet, my friend. I see you trying to talk. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> what I've heard is. That the Pennywise costume and makeup from the new version is more true to the book than the one from the 90s. True or false? Confirm or deny. Let me know. <laughs> I think it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, it's The colors are right. In, okay. the, in the book, it's it's a silver clown suit with orange buttons. Uh-huh. Um, orange, like, palm buttons, mm -hmm. which is how it kind of looks in the, in the new version. Uh -huh. But... It is just a pretty standard just clown suit. Just, okay. just like kind of a, like a loose onesie mm -hmm. with buttons up the side. where And it doesn't have that like really frilly old style clown uh -huh. suit that it has in the new movie. Which I really like. Yeah. Because it kind of um, implies that he's been around for a long time. Exactly. I read that like the costume designer took ideas from a bunch of different like Victorian era, Elizabethan area, yeah. era, et cetera, et cetera, to kind of put it all together to kind of just represent Pennywise's immortality. Yeah. I think that is super smart. Mm -hmm. I'd say that the feeling, I mean, it's, it's different, you know, it's reading a book, so it's up to your own interpretation, mm -hmm. but I did get the, the, I feel Tim Curry was closer 
to the personality of Pennywise in the book. Okay. Um, but you, you, you can't come into the new movie just trying to do the same thing as Tim Curry. No. There's no way. No you way. To, you have to do it differently. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm glad he didn't. everybody will just hate it. I think, I think comparing the Tim Curry Pennywise to the Bill Skarsgård Pennywise is like comparing Jack Nicholson Joker and Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, you kind of can. They're, right. they're, they're completely, completely different, different characters, characters, and they're both great. I, mm-hmm. lo- I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just different ways of playing them. Yeah, there, there was... Uh, because there wasn't there... Um, now, in the book, isn't there a... Um, one of the things I think I really wanted more of in the... Uh, in the um, uh, in the uh, the updated films about it was I kind of because uh-huh. there isn't there like a kind of a whole section where like where Pennywise is eventually like introducing himself to Georgie before he like murders him and he's like my name is does doesn't he have like a name like my name is like Bob White or something or Bob Gray Bob Gray that's it it was yes so was like Pennywise like uh, I. Because honestly, I feel like you're gonna you're gonna rock our fucking worlds here in a minute when you tell us like the history of Pennywise more or less. Because it's like not mm. even. I feel like it's it, it they. I feel like they just like you know you just get the tip. In 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 the movies like the '90s miniseries like doesn't even touch it, and then like the new one kinda a little bit like with the whole ritual aspect, but like nothing in compared yeah. to the book like yeah so i give us a give us a little background on the uh, on daddy wise well father wise how dare you he's <laughs> father in, in in really all the versions they kind of let you know that pennywise is well it has been there forever really since hum before humans really were around and it's taken on a bunch of different forms just to scare to because it, it, it feeds on fear. So whatever form a, will the human it's attacking will find scariest if that's what it takes. But as it gets older, it starts to take on certain personalities. And one of them is Robert Gray, who they don't go into too much detail. But in my mind, I almost see him kind of like a almost like a Albert Fish type character. Oh, and and then you get that's interesting. more. And then, and then the, the the Pennywise clown thing started as really kids love clowns, and he thought he could. That's how he can get kids in close, and then he can scare them. Yeah. But I mean, it, it did kind of introduce the concept of scary clowns. But by watching it today, everybody, every kid's is afraid of clowns now a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think it's a cultural mm-hmm. shift. Kids, I don't think kids were super afraid of clowns back in like the. 20s were they no and i don't think even in the 50s or the 60s kids were really afraid of clowns i think think the 80s is when clown fear really started i think it was clown fear big part of that thanks john wayne gacy john wayne gacy definitely Uh um (laughs) and even even bart's terrifying bed that homer builds (laughs) (laughs) can't sleep clown elite me if you should die before you wake Oh, but, I love it. Yeah, in in the history of dairy, and that's that's a part that um that really go they go into a lot with Mike. Mike becomes mm-hmm. like the town historian, and they kind of I didn't like that they really gave that part 
they gave a lot of Mike's job to Ben in the new one. They made Ben like the mm-hmm. town historian, which when they when they all leave Derry and Mike stays behind, it doesn't really make sense that Mike's the one to stay behind then because Ben was the one who was like the uh-huh. town historian. Um, but a lot a lot of the the back and forth adult parts of the book because you don't get that Mike section until later because he doesn't get introduced to the rest of the losers club until later on than everybody else. A lot of it is adult Mike interviewing people of the town on dairy history and how it relates to it resurfacing every 27 years. Right. Um, and so there's, there's three main events that they take, that they talk about. One of which is from, told by Mike's father, where uh, there was, during the war, uh, a bunch of the enlisted black soldiers on the nearby military base weren't allowed to go drink at the bar. Uh, so they built their own bar just for oh, themselves. Yeah. And it actually got pretty popular. They had, you know, 40s, you have a lot of jazz music becoming popular, but some of the more conservative white folks don't think that's quite the right thing to be playing in the white bars. Mm-hmm. But right. since they're playing in the black bars, a lot of the younger kid, the younger people of Derry want to go visit mm-hmm. because it's just a more fun place to go. It actually ends up being, the, the, it's called the black spot and it ends up right. being more popular than the bar for the white people. So, what ends up happening is a it's like a northern version of the Ku Klux Klan, the Legion of White Decency. That's um, horrific. Yeah, it almost Boy. sounds worse. That sounds like one of those one of those like super conservative like this is the 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 pure family association. Yeah, exactly. They, like... it's, I think it's actually creepier because like yeah. The Ku Klux Klan is almost silly in the way that they just start putting KL before anything that they say. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to have a cleaning tonight. <laughs> Make sh- We're going to have Klilk and Klookies. <laughs> I think of Ku Klux Klam from... Uh, from the <laughs> Uncle Dant, Discarded Groat, Ku Klux Klam. I don't know, Discarded Groat had his moments. <laughs> but, so there's so this, basically... This, group of racist white people of Derry come and they just well first they block all the entrances and then they burn it down and almost everybody dies Mike's father gets out uh, a character you may recognize from another Stephen King book Dick Halloran is also stationed in Maine and he gets out with William Hanlon um, cool so you get a little bit of a cross book character there Uh don't read my mind between four and five that's willie's time (laughs) (laughs) oh my god see and and, but when when he starts asking about it for uh different people pennywise was there my dad says there's no way to date this one he says it's probably from the earlier mid 1700s when jerry was a logging town hold it pennywise the clown that's him that's him. 200 years ago? He was here then? Come on. It's just a, it's just a drawing. Now look. Here he is again. The 
same man. It's not a man. It. It. That's what happened back in Georgie's room. It wow. was part of, it was like creepy, goading everybody on to do what they do. And you have just real quick, they have, they have, there's a, there's a series of axe murders in the late 1800s. And the, the guy who murders everybody was basically nudged into it by a clown. But then when they go to what? hang the guy who killed everybody, a clown is the one who's telling everybody, we need to, we need to lynch this guy. We need to, we need to hang him. Because he, he murdered everybody. Wow. <laughs> good point, Cammy. What? Another good point. Uh, you know the website Anchor. It's a fantastic website for podcasters. It makes it easy to upload all your episodes. They give out sponsorships to just about anybody. So if you're just starting out, it's a great place to go. Even us? Especially us. Now back to the movie. What does that have to do with my recipe for beef stroganoff? Now, I know it might seem that we're all over the place because, yes, we totally are all over the place with this movie because there's so much shit between there's so much shit between like uh, basically four movies and then like uh, a mammoth of a book. So I guess an 1100 uh, page book. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. That's basically like that's that's if it's the hardcover. Yeah, that's like infinite jest. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That just sits on my shelf staring at me like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm here. Stick your nose in me, bookworm. <laughs> like, ah! No, thanks. Uh, Turn but yeah, my we're pages gr- with your tiny feet. <laughs> Those are fingers. Um, uh, but yeah, we're. I'm just honestly, we're just going to let Taylor go and then kind of tell us, go have at it. And you know what? I think this is going to be a two parter. Yeah, we're, uh, we lied to you initially whenever we said that this episode would be in two parts. No, it's going to be two whole episodes. Yeah. Two whole episodes. It. I can put the whole thing in my mouth. Oh my God, you guys, you guys, this is a two night television event. Oh on a podcast. Mm. We should talk to ABC. <gasps> they would never take this now. No. They're too Disney-ish. Okay, so you were saying about uh, Taylor. You were saying about 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 Pennywise um, in Dairy doing naughty things. Yeah, and then <laughs> the last part of Dairy history that Mike gets is uh, back in the '30s. There was like a mobster gang from uh, not Maine, the mob. what mobs oh. Maine, but <laughs> New Jersey. They, they, Maine they, mob. They're, they're like coming up north to hide out from the police, and they're. Uh, <laughs> They they get when they come into Instead town to lobster, buy mobsters. They're called lobsters. <laughs> With the vipers. Oh God! All right. Okay. When, continue. So when this the, the the Bradley gang comes into town to buy ammunition, Ooh. Bradley, uh, the the town recognizes them for who they are. I hardly knew. And that. when they they say that oh we don't have that much ammunition now come come back on Monday all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, the, instead of like calling the authorities and telling them, oh yeah, I think the Bradley gang is hiding out in the woods. If you guys want to come in here, the whole town waits for them to drive their car back into town in the middle of main street 
and just starts shooting them from every angle. Holy fuck. I think oh, every single now... one of them dies. The Like, even one who, like, is completely unarmed trying to crawl away, they just blow their head off. Wow. And Jesus. It's like a modern stoning. When Mike's asking them about it. I just really midsummered myself. They, the, the one, one of the shopkeepers is saying, like, the, the, he Mike asked him like, "Did you see anybody who looked like really out of place?" He's like, "Oh, now that you mention it, I think there was, must have been a circus up in Bangor that day, because <laughs> there was this man looking shooting out the window who had his face all painted up." Oh so, no! So in, in in each horrible historic bloodbath mm-hmm. that happens every twenty years, there's always some description of some form of it. Yeah, and in the movies we see the photos where Pennywise shows up and then talks to them through the photos. Yeah, and you even get a little bit of a, a allusion to the Bradley gang in the 2017 version where uh, when they when they go out and help Ben after he gets his stomach cut, they're sitting in an alley and the mural behind them is kind of depicting that event. And Whoa. at one point, I think it's I think it's uh, Eddie moves out of the way and for a second you you can see that pennywise is in the mural holy shit uh-huh yeah oh wow. my god that yeah. that's 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 my favorite part about fucking movies is like when you slow it down and then you pause it and you just see something crazy in the foreground that you wouldn't necessarily uh-huh. have seen like because you're oh, just the new busy. versions have so much of that yeah like oh. whenever richie goes back to the um he goes back to the theater He's in the mm-hmm. lobby of the theater, and there's a poster for You've Got Mail um, on the <laughs> wall, and it's ripped. It's ripped, um, and the rips the, the, spell out it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, boy. Yeah, it's everywhere, which is super, super cool. Um, I th- let's let's um, move over to um, just getting a full list of the seven children and yeah. uh, what their fears are because so, I think that's really important too. So you get you get your main character, Bill. Yeah. Um, and most, anytime it's trying to scare him, yeah. it's just taking the form of Georgie yeah. and making him feel guilty and like it's his fault uh-huh. that Georgie is dead. And He's a real Tommy Pickles him. type. You lied and I died. With, with uh, Ben... <laughs> You get uh, in 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 the book. He's afraid of the mummy. A lot of the cool. a lot of the a lot of the fifties <laughs> scares are kind of universal monster werewolves. Based. Sure, there's even there's, there's even a kid who's not part of the gang who gets killed by the creature from the Black Lagoon. Cool. It just comes Damn. out of the, the canal at night and uh-huh. pulls him into it. Um, but in the in the new ver in the 2017 version, he's afraid of the decapitated burnt child he sees walking towards him down in, in the bottom of the library uh-huh. oh he, yeah he sees oh. In, in the in the dairy history of the that Kitchener was so Ironworks. scary that, oh that, that was like one of my favorite scares yeah. like mm-hmm. the oh, um horrific beverly oh has the blood sink in all three blood sink. iterations of it <laughs> yeah um I think the 2017 one's a little bit more hardcore with the entire room yeah. being covered that in blood instead of just a balloon popping. Awesome. Is that like um, symbolism for a period? Probably. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Put a plug Boy, in it, girl. Yeah. Um, 
You need a tampon, Bev. <laughs> you get this place is a mess. <laughs> you get Whoa. Stan, who in the new one is afraid of that painting, which that painting is terrifying. I thought that was yeah. actually oh, yeah. a really good change because in the book he's afraid of there's he, he when when he's hanging out by the dairy standpipe, which is kind of like. Kind of like a water tower. I don't yeah. know anywhere around here that has a standpipe, so I don't know exactly how it works. Okay. But it's like a big reservoir, but it's not up in the air. It's just kind of in a building. Uh-huh. Um, and he hears a story of kids who drown in it. So at one point, the door to the standpipe opens up and lures him in, and he can hear the dead boys coming down the stairs, and they're, they're wet rotting corpses how squishy Ooh. they are and you can smell them it's just very descriptive yuck richie seems to get a bunch of fears in both the versions uh-huh. um in the book he's both afraid of he, he's always going to the movies so he's afraid of uh not the wolf man but the Projectors. werewolf from ah. uh i was a teenage werewolf yeah which is stupid yep. that movie sucks <laughs> what a fucking um, baby but he's all He's also afraid of the crawling eye, which also terrible. It yes, they're oh, both terrible. Richie. But beep, beep. if if you m- saw those <laughs> things in real life, like a real wolf wearing a letter letterman jacket, I'd be like, oh my god, it's or Michael J. Fox. A giant the, um, yeah. eye with tentacles coming towards you in the dark. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's scary. And that's that's exactly what it does. Honestly, I would think it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Um, in the in the new one, he he kind of acts like he's not he doesn't he's not really afraid of anything. But then it's revealed he's afraid of clowns, uh-huh. which is perfect. Totally. Perfect. And then he gets lured into that room with all the clown dolls, yeah. and, and you then can later see... he's afraid of being gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can see the one clown is in 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 the 2017 version is just Tim Curry's. It. Yeah, that's um, a nice little. I fucking Easter hated there. that part. <laughs> That was not fun for me to watch. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I saw that one and I was like, oh my and God, that's Eddie's afraid perfect. of the leper in both yeah. versions. Uh-huh. That's just because he, he's, he's a little hypochondriac boy. So, of course, the manifestation of his fear is going to be an extremely contagious, yeah. disgusting person. Uh-huh. The character of Eddie in it, uh, the, the newest... Yeah. 2017 and 2019, the child version of Eddie is so fucking funny. Oh, he's, he's adorable. Like another so, Richie. Oh, perfect. He's just yeah. as funny as Richie. They, he's just the straight man. To, <laughs> he's 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 the Steve Martin to Richie's John Candy. And yeah, I just they did such a good job casting him and writing all of the kids in oh, yeah. the new in the new version. I think that's one of the biggest improvements for the new version. Uh-huh. Is the kids are actually gazebos. funny and they're really good at and, acting yeah where they're gazebos. I mean, the, the 1991 like they're kids they're 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 acting yeah. all right but they're just there they're kids they're you child don't really actors grow to love them like you do in oh, this yeah, 2017 it's, watching me. it's where i saw it it's where i saw the clown that that's a, that's where it lives <laughs> I can't imagine anything ever wanting to live there. Can we stop talking about this? I, 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 I can barely breathe. This is summer. We're kids. I can barely breathe. I'm having a fucking asthma attack. I'm not doing this. What the hell? Put the map back. Mm-mm. 
going on? And then I think the biggest change uh, is Mike, Mike's fear. I know I'm talking a lot about Mike, but I think Mike is maybe my favorite character of all the the, the losers club. <laughs> I asked um, you to do an unbiased research <laughs> on this. No, it's all it's all going to be all it's about the Mike. Mike shit. But, so they, they have his in in, in the new version. <laughs> he's afraid of his his burnt parents, which is terrifying. Yes. Um, but you can't. He, his parents are alive in the book. And mm-hmm. he actually, he's one of the only kids in the book who doesn't have a messed up home life in some way, whether uh-huh. it be bad parents or Bill has emotionally, completely emotionally distant parents since Georgie died. Um, but Mike's parents are great, but his fear, he, he goes out and his dad has him go out on like these exploring sessions to like just different landmarks in the town and always tells him to bring something back. So he goes out to the old site of the ironworks that blew up, uh-huh. and he's completely isolated in this just ruins of this old factory, and he starts getting attacked by a giant bird that is kind of <clears throat> like a he. It's 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 described as a mix between a giant robin and Rodan oh from Godzilla. God. Huh. Um. And it just, like, it sounds kind of silly, but, like, at one point he crawls into a, on its side, uh, steam pipe, uh, smokestack. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's small enough that he can get in there very far, and the bird's really big, but it's try just forcing itself into the opening, just trying to grab him or get him with his beak, and it's getting closer and closer to, and it fills up the entire hole of the smokestack, uh-huh. and he can't, it's, completely dark but he can hear it getting closer and closer and he's throwing pipes at it to the point where it finally goes away and he has to just wait until he hopes it's gone and he goes home and that's that i i really wanted to see that in some yeah. adaptation and i'm every 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 time they adapt it i'm like oh they didn't do the bird i want to see the big bird <laughs> it's big bird from sesame street <laughs> and i think warner brothers even has Distribution rights to Godzilla properties now. Hey, Mike. With, uh, yeah. with the new Godzilla movies. So they could just straight up just have it be Rodan. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> I mean, I can't... Uh, I can't do Muppets. Scram! Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, we talked about Beverly and the the sink blood. Blood sink. Yeah. Um, and that being, like, her fear, but... We could also say that her father is. Well, yeah, um, yeah, that's. But because that's her father is like. In the movies, it's a tangible that's fear it. in her life. Yeah, like, it's not some abstract concept or like like in Bill's case, like Georgie's dead. So every time he sees Georgie, he knows it's not really him. Mm-hmm. But Beverly's fear she has to live with every day. Yeah. Um. And I think they make that. And in the book, it never really takes the form of her father until she's an adult. Oh, okay. It really yeah. didn't have to. It because doesn't it, she's, when she's a kid in both movies, though. Well, yeah. you have to think about it like the the uh, the form uh, the the whole idea of like the 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 man in her life who uh, is supposed to offer her nothing but love and support. Uh, that role is always filled by someone. It's always perverted in some way, whether it be her father or her, uh, or her husband. She never really feels 
her husband. Yeah, her yeah. husband's a real. He's a. He's a. He's oh, a real God. cashew in my side and my Sunday, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. That sounds delicious. <laughs> and and uh, that, but but that's so realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so many kids who are treated like shit by their parents whenever they're younger, uh, whether it be their mother or their father, they end up being with someone who's exactly like them. Uh, to, I mean, Eddie. I married my father. Yeah. Two. And, and, ends the, up with someone who's version, like my God, that was my... Eddie's wife is played yeah. by the same actress as his mother. I found that out today. I didn't realize I that. I said that to Jasmine. Until I, like, I was... I was like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Like, that's his wife? That's it's his mom! same actress. Yeah. That was hilarious. And I like that in the new version, they even have him, like, once, you know, he's talking to her on the phone. And then he gets the call from Mike, and he he's like stunned driving. And then when he goes back to talk to his wife, and he hangs up, he's like, "Okay, bye, mom." Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then as of course as they get older, their fears become a little bit more sexual, adult, and yeah. boring, which is why it's so hard to do. Yeah, it's it's not as interesting the version on the screen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, in our next episode, we will uh, we will get further into uh, how Pennywise came to be, uh, how the book differs from the films. Um, the full ritual of chewed. Yes. Um, it's just uh, the almost cosmic horror of yes. the book. It that just hasn't made it into the films. No, they haven't. And I understand why they haven't, but I'm really disappointed that we haven't gotten that full Lovecraftian cosmic horror. Uh-huh. Honestly, ending. at that point, give us... Because that's how Stephen King Give us another work. fucking miniseries then with this. Like, ten years from now, give us, like... Exactly. Give us, like, an HBO that's... or let ABC try to do it again or something and just, like, you know, make it on demand or, like, pay-per-view or whatever the fuck. I want Bill and Pennywise at the end of it, like... Gold piano comes down from the ceiling. They're like under in the sewer. And then like Bill's like one more time, old friend. And then Pennywise is like, I thought you never ask. And then he puts his arm around him and they're like, hey, Adam Sandler as Pennywise. Hey, chewed. Don't touch my tongue. It gets crazy. That's what I want. I want that to happen. Sparkles and sequins everywhere. And maybe a little uh, maybe a little ass play. Uh... No nipple play, though. The kids don't like it. Um, it could be better why not yeah Yeah. absolutely i think yeah netflix hbo something where it can be graphic um i I think this entire story needs to be at least 12 hours yes amen i mean amen to that it's a it's a it's a 1200 page book you need to last dance one hour per hundred pages (laughs) <laughs> they need to I need I need the I need the two episode I need the two hour opening and then you know what don't give me two episodes every week you give me two episodes the first night so that's two right there and then you give me eight in between and then you give me two more at the end and I'm just like oh a you're. snack oh and then I'll be like whoa now I All that's right. it I'm done <laughs> alright that's all you need that's all, That's all I've ever wanted. Um, uh, so we're we're nearing our our end here. So um, I think we're we're gonna sign off uh, real quick. We will come back for uh, a second part, part to uh, this episode. 
when we can. No, no, it'll be soon. I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, if if you so please, um, you can follow us on social media. You can, um, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Whatever, man. But do it. Um, if you would like, you can find you can find me on Instagram at Magic Ghost Baby. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Crambly. Uh, you can't find Taylor on any social media, so I'm not going to plug that. For yeah, yet. I don't have any. He doesn't have any. You can just occasionally see pictures of me on Cammy's social yeah. media. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The sometimes. best you're going to get. I make sure I screen record. <laughs> That's it. On your birthday, on our <laughs> anniversary, maybe one other time during maybe the Christmas. year. Maybe I'll Christmas. I make sure to screenshot yeah, those and put them I'm in my saucy. Taylor folder. <laughs> Good. Oh, my. Um... Kyle's not here, uh, but you can always find him on Instagram at old man yells at clouds. There's underscores between all of those words. You can find him on Twitter at Fievel Goes West. It's F-I-E-V-A-L Goes yeah, West. This is... uh, Kaylee, our producer, um, is on Instagram at Your Girl Cajun. She's actually on every form of social media at Your Girl Classic. Cajun. Um, so yeah, and yeah, you can find all of this in the show notes as well. Uh, so, so, um, oh yeah. Also, before I let Jarrett speak again, you can find, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, you can find us as a network at Spooky Time Network, uh, on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at Spooky Time Net. And then you can also find us, if you so please, on Facebook, if you search Spooky Time Network. Ooh. Um, Jarrett. Jarrett, where, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at daddy underscore Dangerfield. Ooh, are you still my little girl, Beverly? Ooh, I probably shouldn't say that. Oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> oh yes, daddy with an I. It's daddy, daddy with, with an, an I. I underscore oh, Dangerfield. Yeah. Hashtag no respect because I don't get any. Now, this is... Uh, this is no. normally the part of no regard. Yeah, no. Oh, no regard. No regard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is usually the part of the show where Kyle will give us some sort of crazy. Uh, he gives us some sort of wacky number that he'll do something weird on Patreon for. But oh, 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 there he is. Here he is. I am here in place of father. Oh, Kyle Tron, you you banana hammock wearing son of a gun. What what do you what do you got to say for us? What's Kyle gonna do for us if uh, if uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's like forty eight dollars or forty seven dollars for the Patreon. Sure. If you donate forty seven dollars to our Patreon page, I will come into your house and I will kill you. Oh my! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Kyle! Oh, oh that little scamp! He doesn't mean it. Uh Well, uh. We'll send Kyle to your house. Gotta love him though, right? Yeah, we'll send Kyle to your house with a uh, with a picnic lunch and and uh, and an audio book of Stephen Aww. King's It, and uh, he might be wearing the same banana hammock underneath his clothes. It's up to you to find out if you're willing <gasps> to go that far. Ow! We'll never yeah. tell. <laughs> but yes, there's a there's a great plethora of programs. Uh, we have a Darknet miniseries rewatch. We have a Are You Afraid of the Dark season one rewatch. Uh, fun little excerpt on Curse Films. Uh, the Shutter series on our Patreon.com slash Spooky Time Podcast. It's all there at the $5 level. Donate if you can. Uh, give us a like. Give us a rating. Five stars, pretty please, on iTunes and everywhere you find your podcasts. Ooh, I feel like I'm forgetting something, yeah. but I'm in a puddle of blood right now, so I think I gotta go. Um, 
No, no. Okay, uh, real quick, you can find us. Uh, you can, if you if you so please, you can email us at spookytimewithk and j at gmail dot com. That will also be in our show notes. You can find all of this information in our show notes. It's yes. Okay. You don't have to keep listening. Do it. Um. But yeah. So um, join us next time. We will finish up this this uh episode, this discussion on. On it uh, with Taylor. Taylor will be here for se- for season two. For <laughs> it feels two. feels like a fucking season. This is a long oh, one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Taylor will be here next time as well. Uh, we hope you learned a lot, and we hope you look forward to learning more. Wait, we're going to be talking about what again? It again. I know. I yeah, what? we're going to be talking about it, but it. like what? Yeah, but yeah, but what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about it. I know. I can How can I have some more if I don't know what we're <laughs> <first. gonna> talking <laughs> about? <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Sorry.